Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of The Issue Podcast. Make sure to check us out three days a week on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you guys get your podcasts. Uh, Make sure you follow our social media. Our Instagram is at the underscore issue podcast, and our Twitter is just at the issue podcast. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure you tell your friends and listen to The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is the issue. It is Tuesday, December 22nd, and uh, it has been some time since we've sat down and uh, you know re- recorded a podcast for you guys. So, oh, it's been way too long. It's uh, crazy schedules, dealing with things in our own personal lives. Uh, feels good to be back, though. Yeah. Oh, it feels so good, especially after like a good week of football. Obviously... Not for us. Not for us, but, you know, it gives us a lot to talk about. So, I mean, could be worse. Could could definitely be worse. Yeah, we have a pretty good episode for you guys today. We're going to get into the Steelers, um, and then we're going to go into uh, the Buffalo KC. A little bit of a debate there. A lot of people think, well, Buffalo might be better. You know, KC's obviously still reigning champs, so we'll see. We'll see. Right. And then uh, we will touch on Atlanta once again choking, um, proving us right. Um, again. Uh, just like to Brady. Do. Yeah. Again. Uh, then we're going to hit a break, we're going to come back, and uh, we're going to have a little Philly discussion, uh, a little Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts type stuff, yeah. and then, um, what do we got there? We will get into the Jets dilemma, and we oh, will... They lose the first overall pick. Yeah. They won the game, but, you know, Well, at what cost was the win really, you know? Yeah, we will get into all of that. Um, so we are going to start with the Steelers. Uh, I feel like that's the place to start. I feel like that's the thing that needs to be discussed most, uh, not just here, but in the NFL in general. So let me let me start with something here. All right. I was listening to this game on the radio, and I can't even imagine having to actually watch this game. For those of you that actually sat down and watched it the full way through, yeah, I'm sorry. I tip my cap to you because it was painful to even listen to. I couldn't even see for most of the game no. how bad they actually were. Yeah, they were not good. I saw mostly the highlights of how bad they were, but I listened to how bad they were. And it was actually painful to listen to. Yeah. At one point, I think they were 0 for 7 on third downs. They were like 1 for 3 on fourth downs. Ben at one point was, I think, like 6 for 13 for 7 yards mm-hmm. and a pick. Mm-hmm. Their running game, although Snell looked good, outside of that was useless. McFarland bad. Samuel's bad. Wh- what is going on? See, yeah, I, I, I'll tell you what's going on. Offensive line's aging. Ben's aging. There's no, there's no flair. There's no mobility. There's no misdirection of this offense at all. That there's none. It's it's Ben in an empty set, and it's pick and stick football. That's it. Yeah. Oh, so frustrating. I mean, the the final stat line on Ben, 20 for 38, 170 yards, averaging 4.5 an attempt, one touchdown, one pick, a 62 rating. It's not what you want. Um, yeah, we do have a lot of injuries, and a lot of people are probably going to try to hide behind that. Um, and yes, do I think the injuries are hurting us tremendously? Yeah. It, it really hurts when you have Bud Dupree out, you know, and then you flip Devin over the Bush, office. Devin Bush. Spillane. Yeah, I mean, 
we're playing with a bunch of backups here, and, and I think you do have to take that into consideration up to some point, but with the starters we had last night, we were still better than the double as Cincinnati team. Oh, easily. It wasn't, it's, it's not even close talent-wise. No. So would it, would it, even our defense, who I generally like, what, how many sacks they have? They had two sacks against Pro Football Focus graded worst offensive line in football. Yeah. Worst worst pass blocking offensive line in the entire National Football League. And they schemed up two sacks. That's it. People are like, well, Bud Dupree's out. Oh well, that's that's weird because I don't think um, Stephon Two was out. I don't think Cam Hayward was out. Or TJ. I don't think TJ Watt. Watt was out. TJ Watt had our uh, one of our only sacks. Him and Two had each had a sack. And Two had sack. The guy fell down for a, a loss of like a foot. Yeah. So we had one legitimate sack. Only had five tackles for loss. TJ Watt had three of them. Minka Fitzpatrick, a DB, had one of them. Yeah. They were terrible on third down. Awful on third down. It was frustrating. We got beat by a guy named Ryan Finley. Okay, let's let's let's, let's check out Ryan Finley here for a second. This could be funny. <laughs> this could be funny. On the year, he's 164 yards, one touchdown, two picks. He's not good. He went 7 for 13 for 89 yards, one touchdown, no picks, 101 QBR. And we lost. And we gave up 150 yards on the ground. And there was because, no secret what the Bengals were doing. No. They were running the football. That was it. They ran 41 times. They threw 13. They dropped back 13 times. And Avery Williamson couldn't come up and fill a gap. Oh. He couldn't make a tackle. Oh, God. It was brutal. Like the, All the highlights I watched, I'm like, if this guy can't step up and fill this gap, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, I'm going to ship him personally back to New York. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we were talking last night while the game was happening. You called me and go, hey, well, we look like a bottom five team in the league right now. And I said, I agree. And then you went on to say, well, at least we're playing the Bengals because I think they might be the only team that's worse than us. No, actually, that's false now because... I mean, so I'm sitting here, I'm thinking today, what teams could the Steelers beat right now? I'm going through our division, no one in our division, apparently. No. Okay, I'm going through next division, Titans we'd lose to, Colts we'd lose to, Texans we'd probably lose to, Jacksonville we'd probably beat. And by the way, we play the Colts this coming week. Yep, so, so. so we'd probably beat Jacksonville, so that's one team we beat right there. So let's go to the next division. Um... The Patriots, nope, we lose to them, 100%. Bill Belichick all, will always outcoach Mike Tomlin. It won't even be a close game, I don't think. Mm-mm. I really don't even think it would be a close game. With that defense, oh, God, it wouldn't even be close. Dolphins, we lose to them. Bills, we lose to them. Jets, we probably beat. So we'll go with there's two teams we beat. Let's go on to the next division. The Chiefs, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Broncos, I think we lose to we all of them. We lose every single I think game. we lose to all of them. Yeah, there's not a chance. Let's go to the next one. Let's go Bears, Vikings, Packers, Lions. I think we lose to every single team in that division. Yeah, maybe every maybe make it team. close against the Lions, but I still think we. I think lose. I think I think Matt Stafford picks us apart. Picks us apart. We lost to we lost to Ryan Finley. <laughs> we lost to Ryan Finley. People. Yeah. Who is that? Giovanni Bernard? Who is Giovanni Bernard? He ran all over us. Giovanni Bernard hasn't been a starter in like five years. This is the first time he started because their starter Joe Mixon's been out the last couple weeks. Yeah. This is the first season he started a game in. I think like four or five years. No, I don't even know who this guy is. Giovanni Bernard. So I think we probably lose the lines too. Let's go to the next division. Panthers, 
Falcons, Saints, Bucks. I think we lose to all of them. I don't think it's even close. I think Matt Rule schemes open so many guys on offense against us. I think Matt Rule would out-coach Tomlin in an instant. And I actually think the um, – you know, we, we might beat Atlanta because they might collapse. Yeah, right. We, there's a chance that, you know, we they could be up by like so 25 in the last quarter. I think we either quarter. Atlanta or Carolina. So we'll just put down one. We don't know exactly which team, but we'll probably be, we'd probably be one of them. Yeah. Let's go on to the next division. I don't think I don't even think we beat the the Eagles or um, the Giants or Dallas or or the Giants. We clearly can't beat Washington. No, I don't think we beat any of those teams. No, and you go into the last division. There's no way we beat any, anyone in the NFC West. Nobody. Nope. Nobody. That not the Rams, line not the Cardinals. Get, not they would get ragdolled. The worst team in that division is the the Niners. We would get ragdolled by the run by the Niners. Yeah, it'd be insane. It wouldn't even be close. That puts us as the fourth worst team in the National Football League, <laughs> borderline fifth to sixth. I'd, I'd I'd give a range about third worst to like seventh worst. Yeah, I mean, okay. it's absolutely brutal. So looking forward, then what do you do? Oh, they lose they they lose both their next two. No, 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 no. Looking forward to what they should do as a franchise, as an organization after this season. I know we've talked about it. You said blow it up, and that's weird to say for an eleven and three football team. But it needs to happen. Keep the core group of guys. Ben needs to go. What I would do if I'm Kevin Colbert, I'm not actively shopping guys because I can ruin a locker room. But if your name isn't Chase Claypool, TJ Watt, TJ Watt, or Minka Fitzpatrick, or David DeCastro, there's four guys. Everyone else. Make me an offer. Yeah, give me a call. That doesn't mean you have to deal them for the first call you hear. Yeah, but at least find out what your options are. Maybe think about because you never know what a team's going to throw out there for. I don't know Joe Hayden, who's aging. I like Joe Hayden. I think he's a really good corner. But Joe Hayden's like thirty-two. Could you get a Joe Hayden's thirty-two years old? Could you get a better draft pick from Joe Hayden? Probably. You could probably get a third. I'll take a third over Joe Hayden right now. Yeah. I mean, long term. Yes. Long term, because clearly he isn't the answer to us winning. We've lost the last three. Yeah. We probably should have lost that Baltimore game, too, and he even had a pick six. And we probably should have lost that. I think they need to blow it up and start over as well. They just need to to keep the core group of guys. I, I don't think it's a good idea for Ben to be coming back next year. He, he did say yesterday, first of all, my advice to Ben, I, I can't swear on this podcast, but shut the bleep up during the season. For the love of God, stop talking. Stop talking. Yeah. A week ago, he goes, I don't know if I'm still feeling good. Might strap him on for another year. Well, so where does all the attention go? What what, what question does Mike Tomlin get asked on, on Tuesdays? What question does Juju get asked on Wednesday when he when he talks to the media? Oh, what about Ben? Oh, what about Ben? That's called a distraction. That's called no one actually cares. That's called a lack of focus that, hmm, let's see, against, I don't know, maybe probably, probably like the third to fourth worst defense in the league led to a 62 QBR. Yeah. How about you shut up and practice, Ben? How about that? How about that? Can we, can we maybe do that? Yeah. Instead of talking about maybe retiring for, I don't know, the seventh year in a row, and then coming out and saying, well, actually, I'll be back, I'll be back, I'll be back. How about we focus on the game? I'm resigning my Steelers <laughs> fan. My, my uh, being a fan. Done. Done with the Steelers franchise. Done. Done. Tomlin should have been gone. So long ago. I mean, it's... Ben needs to get out of here. James Conner was a dumb signing pick, whatever. Should have signed Le'Veon Bell. 
Should have paid him. I still contend that to this very day, he was worth every penny we should have paid him. Look at uh, look at the Steelers' uh, stats after Le'Veon Bell left. The three seasons following that, we were 29th, 31st, and 28th in the league in rushing for the three years following and I think letting when we had him, him. When we had him, what was it? Um, we were at, uh, I think we were top like 10 in the league every year we had him. Yeah. And look, I understand that our offensive line is aging, but some of this has to fall on Randy Feekner. I don't know what happened. Between, Play it's calling? the same group of guys, basically. Same core group of guys. Pouncey, DeCastro, Villanueva. Same three best guys. You can interchange the last two, whatever, fun. And now all of a sudden they can't run the football? They can't. They don't look like they know how to run block? Uh, That's the easiest thing to do as a lineman. They've been getting... Linemen are itching to fire out and smack the guy in the mouth across from them. Linemen hate pass blocking. Ask any former lineman, they'll go, oh, no, I'd rather fire out and hit the guy across from me. How how have the Steelers acquired guys that don't like to... That did, just, they don't look like they even like to run block. Well, they, they look like they just say, oh, run play? Nah, we'll, 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 go, we'll take this playoff. Well, the thing is, the Steelers have had... Like, this line has been one of the best lines in the NFL. But this year, they keep getting blown back on every single running play. Just no holes. Yeah, I rip on James Conner a lot, and I'm going to continue to do so. But because he's he not exact. Lacks that special element. He lacks uh, speed, um, he has, awareness. He has minor agility, uh, but nothing not not special enough for the lack of size that he has. No. Um, so when you combine that with an offensive line that can't set blocks, that can't fire out, oh, you're gonna be in. You're gonna be in some trouble. It's not exactly. I agree. And then you look at. I mean, you look at guys. It's just. It, I can't. I can't. Wait. You look at these guys coming out in the draft. If they don't draft a difference maker at running back or a difference maker on the offensive line, I, I don't know how you can continue to watch this franchise. No. I don't understand. If you don't go out and get a top three player at either an offensive line position or at running back. What are you doing? Look at look at this draft. Najee Harris, Chuba Hubbard, um, Travis Etienne. It's a loaded, loaded draft at pretty much every position, especially running back and well, obviously quarterback. But you need to take you need to take a running back and a quarterback this draft. I think. Listen, this is a loaded quarterback draft. So let's look up like some. Let's look up just for 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 argument's sake. Let's look up a full mock draft. Okay. I'm proud of the Steelers taking like a left guard to start. <laughs> let's see. Okay, mock draft 2021 predictions. So let's look at all the quarterbacks here. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, both really good. Mac Jones, appearing to have a Joe Burrow-esque season. We saw how Joe Burrow turned out. Mm-hmm. Genius. Really good. Zach Wilson, can't miss right now. He's a really good quarterback. Trey Lance, who no one's really talking about because he hasn't played this year. Still a physical specimen. Still really good. We don't know. It's it's less proven, but still a chance. Yeah. This is all just in the first round. I'm still in the first round of this mock draft here. And then in this draft, they have us taking an edge rusher. Why? So clearly, that? The, the, this draft is this mock draft is pretty much useless. Then I would say. Yeah. Oh, this is only one round. What are we doing here, people? Well, regardless. Full thing. Regardless, the Steelers need a difference maker at running back. Um. Do you want to move into the next game? I, I can't talk about the Steelers anymore. 
Yeah, I think so. Oh, wait, here we go. Is this the full one? I want to see all the... Let's, let, me, let me just look up draft-eligible quarterbacks. I think we should, uh, you know, stretch. Eligible QBs 2021. Look, you're going to have a guy like Jamie Newman, Kyle Trask, Brock Purdy, Sam Ellinger. Those are all really good quarterbacks. Yeah. Those are all really good quarterbacks. I like Kyle Trask a lot. I do like Kyle Trask a lot. He's not bad. He's been playing really well for Florida, man. Okay, let's see here. Zach Wilson. I already touched on him. Kyle Trask. Mac Jones. Okay, Jamie Newman, who didn't even play this year. Kellen Mond, who I think is really bad, so I hope we don't draft him. But Brock Purdy, I think he's pretty good. Sam Ellinger can move. That's where the league's going. He can run a little bit. He's mobile. He's got a good arm. Not necessarily the most accurate. Tanner Morgan. No one talks about how he led Minnesota last year to like an 11-2 and record. Yeah. Consistently had a pass rating over 100. Look, there's a lot of quarterbacks. And if one happens to fall to you in like the second round and you don't take a chance, come on now. Come on. But yeah. All right. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, we will get into Buffalo or KC. So what do you want to discuss here? What's the uh, what's the discussion? Well, so, you want to so, set so the question both here? of how they both played this week. Okay. Um, I'm noticing that KC's having some issues. Casey, how was that game like that close? Yeah. No, like let's like in all seriousness, let's look at all the stats, right? So let's look at time of possession. Did you see that? No. Casey had 41 minutes of time of possession. Or almost, yeah, like 41 minutes, 14 seconds. The Saints had 18 minutes, 46 seconds. That's insane. Chiefs had 411 total yards. Saints had 285. The Chiefs are, they're so good. Uh, Le'Veon Bell actually getting more touches this week. Or 15 rushes for 62 yards, averaging 4.1 a carry with adding a touchdown. The Chiefs ran the ball really well. The Chiefs yeah. were – look, I don't understand, like I said, how is this close. The Saints were – Drew Brees was terrible early. They were really bad on third down. Their defense clearly couldn't stop a nosebleed. They could not run the football at all. Yeah. All their best receivers were out. Yet somehow they were in three points of the Chiefs. I don't know what happened. Um, I mean, Mahomes looked pretty decent. I, I just don't understand. I, I, I'm confused. I mean... They had one fumble. The Chiefs had one fumble. So they had one turnover. But Mahomes, three touchdowns, no picks, 92 QBR. They ran the ball for 180 yards, averaged four and a half a carry. Yeah. Travis Kelsey played well. Tyreek Hill played well. Sammy Watkins had himself a game. Michael Hardman played well. Michael Hardman had a touchdown. Everyone was getting involved. It was a good game. Yet somehow they let the Saints come within three... I think that speaks to the weakness of the Kansas City defense. Well, I agree. And then you you break it down. I think KC is bottom five in, in red zone offense and defense. Which surprises me with how good their running game and is. And how good Andy Reid is. Yeah. It's just... You're it, telling me you can't scheme somebody open inside the red zone for Mahomes to throw to? I mean, they're good, but they just sometimes they leave a lot to be desired, you know? Yeah. And I... Th- Think it's a it, it's now a reasonable debate to look at Buffalo and say they might be a better team right now. Josh Allen playing so well, twenty eight for forty, three hundred fifty nine yards, two touchdowns, no picks, one hundred fifteen QBR. So added two touchdowns on the ground, he had four total touchdowns. So do you think when we do the QB tiers this week, 
that Josh Allen is a guy that you could consider moving back up to a to a tier one, tier two ish guy, top tier two. He's definitely a top tier two guy. Definitely top tier two. Because he, he, we are, I think we put him in tier two this the last week we did it. Yeah, he's definitely a definitely easily top tier two. If we see another game like this week, though, I think we got to bump him. I agree. And then you just look at overall as a team. Bills had the advantage of time of possession, advantage of total yards, yards per play, total plays. Red zone attempts, all that good stuff. Passing yards, rushing yards, turnovers were the same. They, they outplayed the Broncos in every facet of the game. They were better on third down. They were better in the red zone. And then you have to look at defense, too. That's what I'm saying. They, they, only, let absolutely up, they only let up what clamped. 255 total yards. Yeah. So I think, I think it's a reasonable debate. Right now, today, who do you think is a better football team, Buffalo or Kansas City? After this week, I would... Say Buffalo, but not by much. I would say Buffalo, but it's close. I'm still going to say KC. Here's why. I think it's similar to the Tom Brady effect. It's like with Patrick Mahomes. If Patrick Mahomes is on the field, that team is the hardest team in the National Football League to win against. No matter what. Their defense can be bad. Their red zone efficiency can be bad. Offense and defense. If Patrick Mahomes is on the field and Andy Reid is directing him, I like their chance in every single football game they play. Yeah, I like their chance, but I just don't know if they're as high-powered as the Bills are right now. I, I definitely can see why you think that. I'm just saying, right now, I think it's like it's similar to the Tom Brady effect. In New England, like no matter who they were playing, no matter where they were playing, look, they'd go on the road as to long Pittsburgh. As it, as long if as you saw that they were getting, like, Pittsburgh was getting... Tom Brady, it didn't matter where they were. They could be at Heinz Field. They could play in Texas for all that matters. Be you're looking at it and you go, either way. yeah, you're looking at it and you go, oh, no, like that's, you know, like we're, we're screwed. You know, like <laughs> Tom Brady's going to win because he always wins. Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing, I think, with Patrick Mahomes. Like as if he's playing in the game, I like the Chiefs. Yeah, and it's hard to bet against that. But at the same time, I like the overall unit, the the – total work of art that we see here with the Bills. No, I, I definitely agree. I like their coaching staff. So good. They, Sean McDermott, Brian Dayball, so good. Brian Dayball is going to get a an insane amount of money thrown at him to be a head coach somewhere. The offensive coordinator for the Bills, he's already being thrown around in discussions for the Chargers job, I know. The Jets, obviously, will probably give him an interview um, if they fire Gase, if they move off Gase. But I don't think that job's as attractive anymore because Lawrence thing, we'll get to that. Um, he's he's going to ha- be able to choose where he wants. Yeah. There, any vacancy in the National Football League is probably going to give Brian Dayball a call. He's really good. Really good. Very, yes. Yeah. Um, so I'll take Casey, you take Buffalo. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, that that could definitely be an AFC championship game. I think it will be the AFC championship game. Yeah. Um, so we're going to get into now Atlanta. Oh, You guys choked again. Uh, we do have some listeners in Atlanta, so welcome. That was rough. I'm sorry about your rough. team. Um, so let's, let's yeah, you see just here. like I don't even know like how you could do that. You know what I mean? Like you're up 17 nothing at half. They gave up. You scored 10 points in the second half. That's not even bad. They gave up 31 points in the second half. All 31 points. I just I look at their team. It's like how like how did everything go that south for you? And then I look and I'm like, oh, they can't run the football. And what's wrong with Todd Gurley? 
I don't know. One rush for negative one yards. Let me see. Yeah, I'm, he had three touches total. It's not saying anything. He's not hurt. He he lost the lead rushing duties. Why would you do that? Uh, because it's Atlanta. Todd Gurley has nine touchdowns. He's got almost 700 yards on the ground. And they wouldn't give him the ball. He's got another 100 and through the air. And they wouldn't give him the ball. He's got almost 800 all-purpose yards. What are we doing? Atlanta, I would spend my time feeling bad for you because this is now the second time that Brady has absolutely embarrassed you. Oh, God, it's just so... It's embarrassing at like a franchise, like at a cellular level. Yeah, uh, to to go up twenty eight to three in a Super Bowl against Tom Brady and the Patriots, and then oh, that's right, Tom Brady and the Patriots came back to uh, to win that, and then once again here could play spoiler, could really hurt the Bucks' chances to to get a better seed. Right, and yeah. they have him on the ropes. They have him exactly where they want him going into the half. They come out of the half. They can't run the ball. They can't stop Tom Brady, and and he just comes storming back and takes this game right yeah. out of Atlanta's hands. I think um, Brady looked good. He was it, the zip on his ball looked like Tom Brady of the days of yore. You know, yeah, uh, thirty-one for forty-five, three hundred ninety yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Like, can we take a second and just think how impressive that is? This dude is forty-three. Yeah, he's a forty-three-year-old man. He's an old guy. Playing in the NFL against guys who are fresh out of college, like 22, 23, 24 years old, that run like a freaking gazelle, that are like 240 pounds, 6'6", and he's just absolutely demolishing them. He's 43, and he is playing in a young kid's league. Yep, and he's dominating it right now. Um, A.B. had a pretty good game. Five catches, 93 yards, and a touchdown. Mike Evans continues to look like Brady's top target, though. Um, he had six catches, 110 yards. Godwin added a touchdown, keeping him happy, keeping everyone involved. So I thought it was good. He sprinkled the ball around pretty good. You look at this team, so many people with, with pretty good stats. Like Mike Evans, 800 yards receiving. Like No one stands out, but they all have like over 500 yards. Like Godwin, 600 yards. Yeah. Like Even A.B., who joined late, already has 300 yards. You know, like the tight end Cameron Brait adds almost 250. Gronk has 500-some. You know, so he's just sprinkling the ball around. Even Scotty Miller, no one even talks about, 500 yards. Yeah. So it's like it's just sprinkling the ball around, getting everyone involved. Um, you know what I thought was impressive? I, I, I did watch the, the back end of this game here, the second half mostly, when I realized that Brady and them were, like, coming back. It was impressive. When he was just storming back, yeah. I was watching that Tampa defense. It looked like... Um, Devin White and uh, Levante David, their other inside linebacker. It looked like they looked at each other and were like, let's just take this game over real quick. Devin White, 12 total tackles. Levante David had five total, but had a tackle for loss, was flying around. Looked like looked like he was more of the captain of the defense while Devin White was doing the heavy lifting. Four tackles for loss, three sacks, 12 total tackles, two pass defense. Yeah. He was an absolute animal. I think he's a top three inside linebacker in the league. Top, I would say so. Probably five linebacker overall, including edge rushers, which I, I, mean, I don't we, usually include them together. Overall linebacker play, I think he's easily top five. I mean, we've been saying it all year. Tampa Bay has 
just a pretty good defense and so probably the best linebacking, linebacking duo. Yeah, so much linebacking or talent at the linebacking position. Um, yeah, and that's not even including their outside linebackers, Shaquille Barrett. You know, they're just a really good team. Um, I honestly really, really like them coming out of the NFC this year. I do just because, again, the Brady effect. Like, listen, when that game, like, the playoffs are different. I don't care if there's fans or not. Like, the playoffs are different. And, like, when, when playoff football starts and he's, you know, playing a younger, say say they get matched up against, uh, I don't know, let's look at the NFC picture right now. Let's check out the NFC playoff picture. Hmm. All right, so let's see here. So the NFC, okay, that's the AFC, oh, NFC, there we go, okay, all right, so right now they would be matched up against the Seahawks, I like my chances there, what's what's the strength of the Buccaneers, their front seven, mm-hmm. Ndamukong Sue, Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett, Devin White, Levante David. What's the weakness of Seattle? Their offensive line. They can't block anyone. No. They Russ can't is, keep Russell Wilson upright. Russ has gotten sacked. So, I think he's like the most sacked quarterback in the league this year. Russ's best friend's the turf. Like, it's insane. <laughs> and so then you go ahead, look at uh, like Arizona. Like, look at all these young like young coaching and quarterback duos here. You got Arizona with Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury. You got the Rams with Jared Goff, Sean McVay. You got Washington with Ron Rivera, who's experienced, but he's going to have either Alex Smith, who don't really know about, or he's going to have um, Dwayne Haskins, so we definitely know that he's not that good. Mm-hmm. Like he could, they could run through this. I do worry with the Saints because the Saints are so good defensively. I worry with the Saints, the Packers, the I think Packers. They, I think they, I mean, they demolished the Packers earlier this year. I'm not going to use that with too much weight because I was way earlier in the year. But I feel, I still think they could beat the Packers again because the Packers' weakness is physicality, and uh, that offensive line can they can run the football with Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones. Um, on defense, they can get after you on the defensive line. They can win the battle in the trenches against the Packers, and that's how you beat the Packers. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It'll be interesting to watch that NFC kind of unfold. But even with the AFC. So uh, we are going to get to a break here now. Uh, if you are just joining us, we started this show talking about the Steelers. Go back, listen. Um, you know, not How too, bad they are. Not, not too happy of a, of a Tuesday here in, in Pittsburgh. But You can hear me scream about Ben. Yeah. Because he's dumb. Yeah. Upset. Um, so we have we covered the Steelers. Uh, we covered Buffalo or KC. Who do we like better? You can hear who we picked, and then uh, we just got done covering Atlanta, choking once again to Tom Brady. So we're gonna get to a break. When we come back, we have a lot to discuss. So don't go anywhere. Yo, what's up? We are back. Second segment. The issue. Pretty We're gonna good. get into get, get, get going to get into some good stuff here. We're gonna get into the Jalen Hurts. Um, looked really good. Conversation in Philly, eh? Yeah, I mean they didn't win, but he still looked really good. What to do with Wentz? What to do just going forward in general? We'll get to the Jets dilemma. What we think about that? Mm-hmm. That they lost the number one overall pick. Yeah. And uh, get to some predictions. predictions for Friday. Yeah, and then we'll get yeah. to the rest of the games too. We'll just breeze over those. 
um, the ones that we didn't talk about. But we'll start with we'll start with Philly Arizona here, right? Wow, Jalen Hurts looked good. He's got some wiggle to him. I mean, obviously, very mobile. Can throw it though. Oh man, he's not like incredibly efficient, but like he makes up for it on the ground, right? So he's not that efficient, which means he has to throw the ball a little bit more. But right? he's also- twenty-four for forty-four, but. He's averaging six a carry, so that makes up for it because the team then, as a whole, only has to run, what, 29 times and still average four yards a carry, get 117 yards in the game. Yeah. Um, the big thing here is also he's so young. Like, it's not – you don't expect a rookie quarterback to come in and a right off the rip be efficient. Patrick Mahomes wasn't efficient when he first came into the league. It's true. We're now seeing him grow into his efficiency. But a guy like Jalen Hurts who can – I don't know, run the ball, uh, make things happen, extend plays, especially with that Philadelphia offensive line, not the greatest. It's good to have a mobile quarterback back there that can extend things, keep their eyes downfield, and still make a throw. Um, so he's been able to do that, though. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty impressive. Um, it fits into their offensive scheme just perfectly. A lot I better agree. than Carson Wentz. I agree. So. I love Carson Wentz. I think he's still the more talented of the two. Yes. Well, Carson Wentz is like 6'5", can move not just as well as Jalen Hurts, but can move good enough, has a rocket arm, generally an accurate throw of the football. Yeah, he's a little bit reckless, but you know I can live with that. Yeah, for some reason, he just looks like he forgot how to play football. He just looks like he forgot how to play football. It just and so right nowhere. now, it's a no-brainer that Jalen Hurts is the guy you keep. Yeah. Like, How do you look at what Carson Wentz has done this year and say, Oh no! Like we're gonna roll with that, and then look at what Jalen Hurts has been able to do. These next two games are gonna be huge for Jalen Hurts if he wants to continue to be the in guy. the conversation. The guy for Philly, yeah. um, and, and honestly, I, I'm not gonna doubt him whatsoever. He's been proving himself to just be a, be a very elusive quarterback. Um, hasn't been sacked very much, he, even with a weak offensive line. is is very impressive. Um, I agree. And, and I, I agree, think, especially against the Cardinals, who I think what they – I mean, he did get – he got sacked six times. Like, he got beat up, and he was still able to be effective, though. Like, yeah. That's what's impressive to me. Yeah. Because Carson Wentz gets sacked six times, the game's like 30-6. to six. Because he can't run the way that Jalen Hurts can. He just can't can. move the way Jalen Hurts can. It's just like something – something's different. There's more big playability to this offense now. Mm-hmm. And um, I think going forward, the, the issue is, though – the dead cap space that you're going to have if you cut Carson Wentz, I mean, it's basically like dead cap space now because he's not playing. You're paying him $150 million guaranteed over the next, I think, four years. Yeah. Five, five maybe. And if you cut him, you lose $90 million in dead cap space. Yeah, and you also... Like I have how, to. How, what do you do? And and if you kept Jalen Hurts, then by the time that the dead cap space is up, and you'd be able to be building a Super Bowl team, you would have to pay, pay Jalen Hurts. And we know that if when you pay your quarterback, we've you talked probably about don't this. win the Super Bowl. Yeah, we've talked about Here. this on the show. It doesn't happen very often that when you have a quarterback that's not on a rookie deal. Like making top dollar. Like look, let's look at the top guys. Like look, Russ. When's the last time he got to Super Bowl? I don't even remember. Like 2014, maybe. Yeah, I think 2014. Because he's a top paid quarterback. Matt Ryan can't believe he got the one. Jared Goff was on a rookie deal. Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't making much. Patrick Mahomes last year was on a rookie deal. Aaron Rodgers has been making top dollar for years. 
and he's been playing at this level for pretty much years. Why are they not in Super Bowl contention? Well, because he's making so much money. And they don't have the money to spread around to build a team. Look, the Steelers have been paying Ben top dollar. We haven't been to a Super Bowl since, what, like 07? 09. 09, yeah, I'm sorry. Good Lord. Actually, we were in 2010 or 2011 against the Packers and lost. Remember that? Either way, you can't pay your quarterback top dollar and expect to be a Super Bowl contender. I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy. When's the last time the Saints have been to a Super Bowl? Uh, when Drew Brees was... Younger. Young. Wasn't on a rookie deal, but he wasn't making this. No. Let's see what... I mean, let's go around. Kirk Cousins. I know we don't think of Kirk Cousins as a guy who's making top dollar, but he is. Kirk Cousins is a top five paid quarterback. They're not a Super Bowl contender. No. Maybe because of his performance more than anything, but actually, if you look at it, he's a pretty consistent quarterback. Played pretty well again. Had a 99 QBR. You know, he's not a bad quarterback. He's a consistent quarterback. He's a quarterback you can build around. Yeah. Let's look at Deshaun Watson. He just got paid, but I guarantee he won't be at a Super Bowl for another ever, I don't think, actually. I'm going to predict that now. With that franchise and the money that he's making, he will not be doing a Super Bowl. Tom Brady always took team-friendly deals. I mean, it's not crazy. Matt Stafford gets paid pretty well. Hasn't been to Super Bowl. Hasn't even won his division. Yeah. It's um, not crazy. It's not crazy. That, Rookie deal quarterbacks that can succeed very early. Like Kyler Murray, the, the Cardinals have to be salivating. This offseason, they have to go out and spend huge money and build around him. This is their window. This mm-hmm. is their window. They have about same with the Bills. They have like two to three years. Same with the Bills. This is the Bills window. Miami with Tua and that really good defense. Mm-hmm. You could contend with that defense and Tua being as accurate and efficient as he is. This is your window. Philadelphia. If you really think Jalen Hurts is the guy, here's your window. Look, Jared Jared Goff got paid after that Super Bowl year. They were not that good last year, eight and eight, and uh, they just lost to the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as soon as if Cleveland decides to pay Baker, they, they're they done. They pay Baker, they're done. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. It's uh It's crazy. It's crazy. It's not I'm not crazy. It's kinda interesting when you look at it though, because you expect like those big name guys that are getting paid to get you there and, and win you games and win you Super Bowls. But it's always worked like that. Yeah. When you got guys that are good, young, and on rookie deals that, that don't take up a lot of money, I mean, from a business standpoint, it makes sense. Because then um, you can build a better roster around them. It's that simple. Yeah. So let's move into the Jets. Uh, oh, so they secured a 23-20 win over the Rams on the road. Big moral victory, yeah? Which no, incorrect. blows my mind that they could even think about winning Yeah, that, that was insane. They had no business. No, no, no. Um, People are going to blame this on Jared Goff, too, which is going to bother me. Jared Goff had an 89 QBR. It wasn't great. He had a pick, but it wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, he wasn't the issue. Not at all. But the I Jets... The, I thought the ineptability, like the, the lack of ability to, to run the football was an issue. I mean, yeah, they averaged, they averaged six to carry. And they had 114 yards. I don't think they ran the football enough, though. Only 19 attempts. Yeah, well, the Jets now most likely will not get Trevor Lawrence in the draft. Well, because you look at it, and so let's look at their remaining two games. They have the Browns. They're going to lose that. And uh, the Patriots, they're probably going to lose that. 
But then you go over and you look at, well, what's Jacksonville's remaining schedule? Do they have a win on their schedule? The Bears, probably not. And the Colts, probably not. Which means both of them are going to finish 1-15. and Somehow there's like a tiebreaker in there that Jacksonville would get the first pick. So now if you are Joe Douglas, the general manager of the Jets, what do you do? Um, I hope to God that Jacksonville wins a game is the first thing. Uh, pray that Jacksonville can somehow win one of these last two games. And then if they can't, honestly, I would say blow it all up, keep Sam Darnold. I agree, and here's why. Before this past Sunday... The Jets, although not a great team, have some young talent. They drafted a pretty good tackle in the draft. They have a young um, they have a young defensive uh, back named Marcus May. They have a decently young other like other defensive pieces that are, that you could build around and they have like six first round picks in the next two to three years. Yeah. And you'd be getting Trevor Lawrence. Before this Sunday you'd be getting Trevor Lawrence. So as and if you fire Gase, which I'm assuming if you're going to go out and get Trevor Lawrence, give him a fresh coach. Give them a start, you know? Yeah. Plus, like, what, Adam Gase is just bad. He's just he's a bad just coach. He's not a good coach. I mean, he's, Even if you keep Darnold, you should probably get rid of Gase. I mean, he sent the house. So. <laughs> uh, no, I was, I was actually a defensive coordinator who got fired. I still think oh, yeah, that was a but... tank job. But anyway, you were the most attractive job. I mean, the most attractive job. Trevor Lawrence, a boatload of picks, young talent. That's the most attractive job in the NFL right there. Bingo. Yeah. Off the rip. Maybe other than L.A. if they fire Anthony Lynn because you have Justin Herbert and more talent and almost just amount of, the same amount of picks. Yeah. Now, this instantly becomes probably the least attractive job because now you're going to get a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance or someone like that, right? There is a significant gap between Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Significant gap. Oh, I mean, like you said, Justin Fields has just lost to Northwestern. No, no, they, they, won, they won, but, but they, they he played, he played terrible bad. against Northwestern. Is yep. what I meant. Yeah, that's my bad. But you can't tell me that you know he's going to turn a franchise around in, in New York. I, I just don't it's, know. It's the Jets. Like, let's have some perspective here. It's the Jets. Like, you really think Justin Fields can turn the Jets around? I don't know. I don't think he can. I think Trevor Lawrence could. I don't think Justin Fields can. I don't think he's that special. He's got five picks in six games. Yeah, he had like not... three all of last year. He's got five picks in six games now. Yeah, that's not good. It's it. If I'm the general manager, here's what I'm doing right now. Well, like you said, right now I'm, I'm praying Jacksonville beats the Bears because the Bears are pretty bad, you know. And who knows, the Bears might be... Uh, well, they're still playing for something right now, so we'll see. Um, so I'm praying Jacksonville wins a game. I am trading that number two pick for a boatload of picks. I, if I'm giving up that number two pick, I want a first. I want a first in the future. I want their first that year, too. I want to swap picks with them. I want another first-round pick. I want two, two seconds, two-thirds. Or two seconds and a high end starter, like a, like a like a really good tackle, or yeah. like a good guard, or like a like a pretty good DB, you know, yeah. or a good edge rusher. 
like a bona fide good starter. And I think they could get like that. Like a Joe Hayden. Make a deal with Pittsburgh? They won't, but I'm just saying. <laughs> It'd be cool. See, Pittsburgh won't. They don't have the draft capital to move up that much. Remember, we gave a first-round pick away from Minka. This is the first time we're going to have like a first-round pick in the last like two years. So Yeah. Um, Which I still uh, – that's not an issue. I'm not upset that they gave that away from Minka. Yeah. That was a good move. But anyway, so I am – I'm trading that pick away. And then imagine Sam Darnold with a reworked offensive line because you're going to draft probably two offensive linemen with those picks. And then you're probably going to get – Probably need a running back because Frank Gore's really, really old, and LaMichael P. Ryan lacks any sort of explosiveness, and this is a good running back draft. You could steal a pretty good running back in the second or third round. You get yourself a tackle. You get yourself maybe a guard here and there. You if, get some depth in the secondary. If they play this the right way, the Jets could at least be a 500 team next year. I agree. Because, look, Sam Darnold last year, coming off mana, was like 7-4 and four down the stretch. Yeah. That's impressive. So... And then, and then, listen. If it doesn't work, well, then, then you know that Darnold wasn't working. So, so you get rid of Darnold. But then, who do you have for the next young quarterback? You have a better offensive line because you drafted them well because you got the picks from that trade. You have better secondary because you're going to get depth and probably a starter in the secondary. You have a coach with at least some experience. Yeah, you're going to get a better coach, I'm guessing. Yeah. Or you, even if you keep, yeah, you're going to if you fire Gaze this year. You'll have a coach that'll have his system and his culture in there. Yep. So if Don doesn't work this year, even if you give him two more years, then you'll know you have a coach with a system, a culture, yeah. bringing a quarterback. It's not crazy. Um, I'm trading the pick. If I if I don't have the opportunity to get Trevor Lawrence, I'm trading the pick. And, and stick with Sam Darnold. Yep. Yeah, that's what I Trevor would do. Trevor Lawrence is, is generational talent. Justin Fields you could find next year. You could find a Justin Fields next year. You could. Um, yeah. I, I would stick with Darnold, too. All right, well, let's go over some of the games that we didn't touch on here. Um, also on Saturday, uh, Carolina falls to Green Bay 24-16. I don't really know how is that close. Um, kind of a weird game, but whatever. Uh, Tennessee and Ryan Tannehill, five total touchdowns against Detroit. Detroit's really bad. Yeah. You know, um, probably still better than the Steelers, but anyway. Here we go. Uh Chargers over the Raiders, thirty oh, to yeah. twenty-seven in overtime. Justin Herbert looked good. Uh, didn't make many mistakes. Twenty-two for thirty-two, three hundred fourteen yards, two touchdowns, no picks, one hundred and twenty-one rating. And on the flip side, Marcus Mariota and Derek Carr did not really impress. I thought, um, I thought, I thought Mariota wasn't bad, but that mistake at the end, that pick was was a bad interception. Yes, um, but I thought he actually showed a lot of flash, a lot of possess. I think he. Made a market for him as a high end backup, like making good backup money. Yeah. Or to one of those teams where, like a Teddy Bridgewater situation, where you you know you sign a two three year deal just to bridge the gap. Like Carolina's going to get a franchise quarterback at some point. Mm-hmm. Teddy's just bridging the gap at this point. Yeah. And so I think Mariota kind of proved that he could do that if needed. Yeah. Uh, so the Chargers over the Raiders Let's in see. OT. All right. How about Miami? Had a New England type victory over New England. Yeah, Defensive, hard nose, Tua looked good. Twenty-two to twelve, Dolphins over the Patriots. Just an efficient victory for the Dolphins. Yeah, it was. Tua had a rushing touchdown too. Actually, two of them. Look at that. Got some, got some wiggle to him. Yeah. My boy. All right, how about uh, Dallas beat San Fran? No one really cares about that game though. Like no one. Yeah, um, I think Colin Coward like tweeted something pretty funny out. I remember seeing, but I mean that's about the only thing that stuck with me from the game. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. 
Um, Chicago keeps their playoff hopes alive by beating Minnesota, which is kind of a shocker because Minnesota, they're a better football team, I think. They're more more—they're definitely a more talented football team. And I think that goes to show how good of a coach Matt Nagy is. Hey, guys, Mitch Trubisky's back a little bit. Let's look at his past couple games here, yeah? Shall we? I mean, this week he was 15 about, for 21. 202 yards, one TD, one pick, 98 rating. Not bad. Not bad at all. How about how about the Texans where he had a 127 QBR? 24 for 33, 267. Three touchdowns, no picks, added 23 yards on the ground. Or how about against the Lions, even though they lost? Trubisky had one touchdown, no picks, 108 QBR. was 26 for 34 for 267 yards. Yeah. Or how about the game before against the Packers where he made that first start? Looked bad in the first half, but looked to make some adjustments. Three touchdowns, had the two picks, but wasn't terrible. 75 QBR. Right. Telling you. I said it. It's Trubisky's a better quarterback than Nick Foles, and people go, whoa, no way. Yep, easily. Not even close. Nick Foles is bad. Yep. Uh, Another game here. Seahawks fend off the Washington football team who were making a comeback there. In the later part of the game, late window of the game, and uh, Seahawks hang on to win twenty to fifteen, uh, and they move up to ten and four on the year. Um, like we said, Ravens over the Jaguars, forty to fourteen, absolute dismantling of Jacksonville. Um, and Lamar Jackson looked incredible, seventeen for twenty two, two hundred and forty three yards, three touchdowns, one pick, one hundred and thirty three rating. And uh, he even added a touchdown on the ground. So four touchdowns on the game for Lamar. Yeah, that was uh, big for fantasy. Oh, wait, it didn't matter because his defense choked it away. <sighs> Whatever. All right. Um, Cleveland secures the win over the Giants and Colt McCoy. Um, that's a game they should have won. It's a game they did win. Good for them. Baker looked fine, looked good. Only five incompletions. Uh, that's what you want to see. He only dropped back 32 times, so that's yeah, ideal. Yeah, not bad. He was pretty balanced. He only, they only threw two more times than they did throw, uh, run the football. So that it was, a good, it was a good game for Cleveland, even though you know the score didn't indicate like it was a huge game. That's a good defense, and they won. So yep. that's about it, I think, right? Yeah, that is everything. I did want to get to um, a little bit of the NHL. Big news at the NHL. The season has been announced. Uh, let's see here. I have all the information on it. Here we go. So the season will begin on January 13th. Uh, formal training camps begin on January 3rd. Um, Pittsburgh will play in the Eastern Division. They'll face off against divisional opponents like the Bruins, the Sabres, the Devils, Islanders, Rangers, Flyers, and the Capitals. Mm. Um, it will be a 56-game season. Um, so it will be interesting. The NHL and the NHLPA finally agreed. So January 13th is the official start date. I'm going to put in my record prediction now. So 56 games. So what would, what what would 500 be? Uh, 20, 20, 28, 28. Yeah. 20 and 28. I am going to predict that the Pittsburgh Penguins go. 26 and 30 this year. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're a good hockey team. I really don't. I mean, they didn't look that great at the end of last year. Like, like um, what, what? What's there to hang their hat on? Sidney Crosby, one dude, uh, Sydney, one brother. Come Sid, on now, Sidney Crosby, Jake yeah, Gensel. Gino's fine. Gino's good. He's decent. The turnovers bad. He didn't look like he was playing well 
at all last year. Yeah. From start to finish, looked like a a a B a B minus player. Right. But we need him to be an A minus player because we're paying him the money of an A minus player. Right. And pre pandemic Penguins were rolling though. Um, the Penguins were eight and eight in their last eight games before the pandemic hit. Um, and then they came back, and we still had all the injuries. Yeah, we got Gensel back there for a second, but we still had. I, think, I don't three think Matt Murray's injured. a good goaltender. Well, he's gone. We traded him. That is right. Thank God. Yeah. That is so relieving. No, okay, but- I'm going to change my prediction. <laughs> Thirty and twenty-six. <laughs> <laughs> Barely squeaks into the playoffs, but- and then loses in the first round of the Islanders. <laughs> yep. Actually, I guarantee they they will lose in the first round by like a series score of four to one. Yeah, probably. That's my prediction. They're going to go thirty and twenty six. They're going to have a classic Penguin stretch where they go like eleven and two over their thirteen, and then they're going to after that go like one and eighteen. Yeah, like like two and f- like nine. Yeah, and completely throw themselves out of like a good seed. <laughs> and so then they'll have to play like the Capitals or like or like a really good streaky Bruins team, or yeah. something like that. And then yeah. we're just it, it, that's it after the first round. That's it. So. That's my prediction for the Penguins. I do have to say I'm really excited for hockey to come back, though. See, the thing is, I am not a huge hockey fan except for playoff hockey. And the reason I love playoff hockey is the intensity and the fans. I swear to God, they would, like, punt babies onto the ice if it meant their team would win. These <laughs> hockey fans are insane. Yeah, they are. They're out of their mind. They are. I, I, but, like, it, like, adds to the thrill of watching playoff hockey. Yeah, I like, definitely. Like, playoff hockey is so good. But without the fans, like, I don't really even want to watch it. Yeah, it's tough. Um, but I, I definitely want to keep updated with the NHL oh, yeah. a good bit this year. Um, so, yeah, it'll be good. And then we, uh, uh, when are we going to... We're getting our next episode on Christmas, right? Yeah, we're going to do a little Christmas Day yeah. episode. And uh, how about on Christmas, that's when we'll do the uh, college football playoffs. Talk a little college football then, too. Yeah. Um, Give but, our predictions for the college football, the New Year's games, obviously, like the semifinals, the New Year's Six Bowls, all the good stuff. Yeah, wait, do we uh, want to predict for Friday real quick here? Oh, that's right. That is right. Before we get going. All right, we got the Vikings at the Saints. The Saints are favored by seven. I will take the Saints, and I'll take the points. Listen, how bad New Orleans played, and they still caught within three of Kansas City, is mightily impressive. And then you look at what does the what do the Vikings do well? Dalvin Cook and play-action Kirk Cousins, which is a decent recipe, except for when you're playing the Saints, who have a really, really good, smart, fast defense, yeah. which means they're going to... Um, defend the run really well. They're going to flow to the ball, especially to stop Dalvin Cook from going east-west. Those cutback lanes aren't going to be as prominent, and which is what he's really good at. And then they're, they're really fast. So play action, they can get fooled and still not get burned on a lot of play action. They have a top corner. They have a top safety. A couple top linebackers. Cam Jordan up front. It's a loaded defense. I, I, I like the Saints. I think, obviously, I, I think it's also a matchup issue. Like I said, with what the Vikings do well and what the Saints do well, I don't like I don't like what I was seeing here for the Vikings. Yeah. Uh, the Saints are going to be in Kirk Cousins' face all night long. So I'm going to take the Saints. I'm going to take the points. And I'm going to take the under. The over-under is set at 51 and a half. I'm taking the under on that game. Yeah, I'll take the under as well. Um, so, yeah, guys, that's the prediction for Friday. Um, 
And That's we will, at 4.30 on Christmas Day, by the way. Oh, there you go. Well, we will see you guys on Friday, on Christmas Day, uh, with another episode. So thanks for listening. Make sure you go to our Instagram, at the underscore issue podcast, and our Twitter is just at the issue podcast. Go there, let us know what you think, um, give us some suggestions, some feedback, and uh, that was the issue.